everyone, I'm Rachel Foley here with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 112, and this week's question is, how can you creatively get rid of your characters? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, write a review, and share it with your friends. So we've said it before, and we'll say it again, all characters in a story should serve a purpose. Whether it stretches for a few chapters or a nameless passerby says something interesting, they all need to have some sort of role in the book. Um, Not all characters need to stay forever, though. So how can you phase them out of the story when they're no longer needed? First, we're going to say that before you decide to fizzle any characters out, you should decide the type of ending the character deserves. For example, minor characters don't need an elaborate ending to their story, but if they're in the book enough, it's a good idea to let the readers know where they went or what happened to them. Give them some sort of closure. On the other hand, like the MC's sidekick should go out with a bang, especially if the readers are attached to the character. If the sidekick has been with the MC throughout the majority of the story, then again, there should be some type of closure that is satisfying to the reader by the end of it. This always reminds me of Star Trek. Now, if you watch Star Trek, especially Next Generation, you may know which death I'm talking about. Because let's be honest, that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about killing off characters. And it was Lieutenant Yar in, I think it was season one. And it supposedly still goes down as like the worst rubbish, rubbishest death. She was a main, one of the main characters, like, yeah, oh yeah, I'd say a main character. And they killed her off really rubbishly. The word rubbish is just not working, but yeah. And it just felt so flat. And that's the thing, isn't it? The death should be something. It, it doesn't have to be really elaborate. It doesn't have to be some sort of wily coyote, you know, a boulder being propped up and something like that. But there should be something, you know, there should be a reason behind it. There should be some oomph to the way it is. In the end, you've got to think about it. It's an emotional thing. You're trying to project an emotion to your reader. You want them to either feel happy that that person's dead if it's a bad character or, you know, heartbroken if it's someone that they really connected with. You want them to feel a bit of the grief that your other characters are going to feel. And sometimes if you do it a certain way, like with the Lieutenant Yar character, it didn't give any grief. It was more of a, what the hell was that? And it just made people annoyed. <laughs> and you don't want that. You don't want annoyed when some character dies. So yeah, that, that is a big issue. Uh, what you said about death being an emotional experience that it, like, yeah. You want your characters to feel, no, well, obviously you want your characters to feel something, but I meant to say is you want your readers to feel something, especially when a character dies, you want them to miss the character, or maybe they're happy that the character died. I mean, that's always a good thing too. Uh, Well, in some ways, (laughs) take it out of context, that sounds wrong, but you guys know what I mean. That actually brings me to um, an interesting example. I recently reread the Selection Trilogy by Kiara Cass, and the third book in the trilogy is called The One. And when I got to the ending, there was there was so much wrap up within like the last two or three chapters. Big conflict happened, and then it was just kind of going through the motions, being like, oh, so and so 
was over here. This happened to that character and so on and so forth. And I mean, sorry for the spoilers, but this trilogy came out a few years ago. So, you know, that's on you if you don't want spoilers. But at the end of the book, rebels attack the castle right when they're they're about to announce the new princess because the whole point of the selection is that they're trying the prince is trying to select um one of the people in the district to be the next princess so there's two princesses and then the prince he's about to make the announcement rebels attack and then everything kind of goes to shit and all this stuff happens but then when it's all over the author just kind of glosses over what happened. They they mention a couple of deaths, and in which case, you know, again, spoiler alert, the king and queen die. When they when I found out that the king died, I was just like, eh, good, good riddance. When I found out the queen died, even though we didn't really know her all that often, all that well, I should say, I was I was disappointed, even though it was just like the king and queen didn't make it. But that's all I needed. It's all I needed to know to still feel happy that the king was gone because he was a jerk and sad that I wasn't going to see the queen anymore. But also the main character had three maids with her throughout the entire trilogy. And during the, the little paragraph about the maids, it's like, you know, this one retired, this one stayed by the MC side and was simply gone. That's the line. That's all she got. We were with this character for three books and the and the the main character is just like, oh, it's weird that she's not here. She, you know, the rebels attacked and she was simply gone. Like she apparently she died. And I was like, that is not the ending that she deserved. And that is certainly not the way that we needed to know about it. That pissed me off. But then also there was another character. Well, I should say the other character was um, the the other supposed princess. I don't know what to call it. The other candidate, I guess. Um, Once the rebels attacked, she hid underneath the table. That's the last we hear of her. The author never mentioned whether she made it out. The author never mentioned like how she made it back home, if she's alive or like that's it. The, The MC and and that other character, they never had a heart to heart at the end of it, you know, saying, oh, congrats, you won, whatever. There's nothing. There's no mention of her ever again. She just goes under the table to hide from the gunfire. And that's it. Like the author just straight up forgot about her. And I was texting my cousin. She was at school. This is the reason I reread the trilogy because my cousin picked it up and she needed somebody to talk to about it. And I was texting her while she was at school. And I was like, dude, what happened to this character? And she was like, oh my God, I forgot about her. You're right. She's, she's, we don't know. And I was like, how can you do that? So to make an extremely long story short, like if you're going to get rid of characters, you want to do it in a graceful way and you want to make it satisfying for the readers. Like I said, the king and queen's death, even though it was just like a quick, you know, they didn't make it. That was enough because they, they were major characters, but they weren't, we saw them enough to get a good feel for them so that their death had some sort of impact. But whereas you think of the maid, she needed we need, I needed more. I needed more than just, she was simply gone. I needed a funeral for her, something, anything. (laughs) I think that's a big issue, isn't it? It's regarding continuity where, especially you have, especially if you have quite a few characters, if you don't keep track of them, 
that's really frustrating. I can't remember which book it was I read. And there was like a, a cluster of main characters. So, you know, you started with these three and then they then there was another part of the book where you had another three characters. And in the end, they all came together and went on the journey together. And, and they were all main characters. They all had their own point of view at, at different times. And one of them ended up being kind of killed off in a way, but there's a possibility they might come back. And they hinted really heavily that that was going to happen. And then I feel like the author just forgot that that had happened and just never brought it up again by the end of the series and it's just like I feel like that was something you should have brought back so yeah it's <laughs> if you're killing off characters make a point of writing down what happened to them just for your notes firstly where they died how they died anything like that and then make sure you put that in the book somewhere don't just have characters vanish off the face of the earth unless they've literally been taken by aliens and that's what happens. I just don't get that. And, and I'm, I'm going to say something else. Please don't just sacrifice your minor, minor characters, right? This is an issue I, I really have a, a thing about. I'm not saying you should be mowing down main characters left, right and centre. This is not Game of Thrones. However... If you're literally bringing in nobodies just so you can kill them off to have like, oh my gosh, look, death is happening. That's dull too. And it always, again, I'm going to be really boring and take me back to Star Trek. You know, it is all well and good flinging non-characters into the breach to perish. But even Star Trek knew you couldn't get away with just sending red shirts to die, you know, barely knowing their names. If you were lucky, you might get a last name. But let's be honest, you never met this character before. They just popped up in their red shirt and you're like, oh, OK, you're not coming back. That was it. There's nothing wrong with killing off main characters. In fact, it will have a bigger impact. You may get some angry fan mail <laughs> complaining about that. But I wouldn't ever shy away 100% from taking out a main character or a, a, a strong secondary character. Again, if it works for the story, if you've planned it, don't just, you know, mow people down for the sake of, wow, let's make a shock. Let's upset the, the reader and make them go, oh, my God, what happened? Don't do that. There should be a reason behind it. But don't just fling in a lot of red shirts to take the brunt of it. You know, if you've got a war going on between factions, the likelihood is that not everybody in that group is going to survive, you know, unless you write in a, a, you know, a softly, softly, happy ever after, gentler book. But then again, why have you got a war in it then? I'm just going to say that. And I do say this as someone who gets really, really upset when main characters die. Like, seriously, I get so angry that if I read the book again, which I love reading, rereading books, I have that moment in my head where it's like, maybe they'll survive this time. <laughs> like I've fallen through some portal and I'm reading a totally different ending to this book. But yeah, that's just something I needed to get out there. So, yeah. Those are the best deaths, though, when a main character dies. Like, I agree with you. I get very angry and very upset when a main character dies. But those are the best deaths because you're so attached to them that you really feel something when they do die, especially if they if they die and you don't see it coming. I mean, if you do see it coming, then it's like a slow burn, which can sometimes make it worse. But yeah, I mean, I don't you mind a that. good MC death sometimes. Yeah. 
that's it you want you want that kind of punched in the heart feeling yes yeah you know the part where the reader has to put the book down and recover a little bit yes yeah you know and then pick it up maybe even crying because I've done that I've read books where a main character in fact I've read books where the main character has died even like books when I was younger and they still resonate with me even yeah. to this to the point where if I reread it I will still cry at those parts me too I know so. I mean I have to be honest my favorite books like the books that are like true five stars for me are books that have made me cry whether it's happy tears or sad tears, like if something makes me feel so much emotion that I cry, and I cry out a lot of things, to be honest, but like, if it really makes me cry, then it's, it's a win. I think it's weird. I think grief and like sorrow and, and almost like horror of losing a character. It's one of the strongest emotions you can make a reader feel. And it's probably one of the quickest ways to have them emotionally impacted in a story. It's like, talk about investment, you know, watching, having a character die, and then they're still with the other characters, the other characters who are suffering that, who are going through grief, who are maybe unaware of it because it happened at another time and they haven't found out yet. And maybe they're talking about, oh, when I meet up with X character, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, no you start getting sad so it's yeah it's again we're not saying if you want to make a really good impactful moment with your reader kill people it's like please don't do that you know let's not just sacrifice everybody just for kind of you know I was gonna say shits and giggles but that's not the right <laughs> for the shock value it, no again I'm gonna bring up Game of Thrones uh massive spoiler alert if you haven't read it although to be honest if you haven't read it and you haven't seen the programs you there's no way you don't know some of this but Game of Thrones kills off a lot of characters. <laughs> that got to the point where it was quite dull and predictable. So it's it's like a balancing act. You know, if, if, if there is a need for a death and a character or characters have to pass, especially if it's a series and especially if there's like a war or a famine or a plague or something that technically usually takes lives, the, you'll expect someone to die. But if you're literally just taking everybody out that gets to a point where it doesn't have the same impact so I wouldn't recommend doing that now obviously that is a personal opinion I appreciate that people a lot of people love Game of Thrones and, and probably were like all excitable about how often people were killed off personally got kind of dull <laughs> I never actually finished it because it was getting boring with how much it's like oh another character's gone oh another character's gone to the point where I didn't feel connected to anybody <laughs> Because they just took them away. So, yeah, I, I do think it's a, a balancing act is important when killing off characters. Just a thought. Just a thought. I never got into Game of Thrones. I had to read the first book for a college class one time, and I ended up skipping. I'm not skipping, skimming. I ended up skimming the first book because I just, I couldn't get into it. Like, absolutely not. Um but yeah, I do agree with you. You don't want to make it too predictable because it can get dull, especially if you just decide to like throw everybody to the wolves and just decide rocks fall, everybody dies. Um, but on the other hand, like I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit and um, how Ari, you were saying that like grief and, and um, just sorrow, remorse, like all of that stuff. 
I think one of the reasons why death scenes are so impactful emotionally for readers is because it's something that we can all relate to in the real world. Like everybody at some point in their life has dealt with grief. We've all dealt with some sort of death, even if it was just the death of a pet. Like it's, we've, we've all experienced that. So when one of our favorite characters dies or even a minor character dies, but it's like unexpected, like we, we all feel that. That is really a good point. It's the one universal connection because as you said, everybody at one point in their life will know someone who has passed away. We might not all have parents who divorce. We might not all have brothers or sisters. We might not all have heartbreak. We might not all find true love, blah, blah, blah. But every, you know, it's the death of taxes. Everybody pays taxes and everybody dies and everyone knows someone. So it is the one thing that you are most likely to get people to relate to in a book. I never even thought about that. Yeah. And it's quite sad to think about actually, like what it's a sad thing to have in common with literally everybody else in the world. Yeah. Um, And everybody, everybody deals with it differently and everybody um, uh, goes through it in a unique way from somebody else. I mean, death is interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why I love murder mysteries so much is because I'm just so fascinated with death. Like it's kind of a weird thing to be fascinated by, but Uh, Yeah, so it definitely, like, it can be impactful on its own without you even really trying, because again, everybody relates to it. But then on the other hand, you want to plan it out so that it's, like, truly impactful and that it's not meaningless and predictable like Game of Thrones. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I mean, rather than just the death or, like, how it happened... It's a, it's a good thing to sort of make notes on, like, does the character who passes away have family and friends? Do they know of the death? Will they be told the truth or maybe a nice lie? Do they get the body back for burial? Is it lost at sea? You know, will they have closure? Were their characters, friends, family, comrades with them? Did they see it? Have they got a trauma? Did they die alone? Was it quick? Was it slow? Painless? Painful? I mean, there's a lot of things you can think of. And then obviously the type, was it an accident? Was it some poor guy got hit by a friendly fire in a battle? Was it, you know, a murder? Was it something else? I mean, there's so much you can think of. It's not just that this person is dead. They're gone. Because a death will ripple outwards. And depending on the type of death, if it's someone who is a lot older and they pass naturally will have a different impact than someone who is maybe younger and is murdered or someone who was ill and was seeming to be getting better and then relapsed so the type of death will affect your readers and their characters all the people around them you know like if a king dies is that a threat to the crown is that the stability of the land is suddenly under you know, under scrutiny, are they likely to be invaded because now there's no structure in place that's got the same strength as the monarch? So there's so much to it. It's not just a case of that character's dead. So I think when any kind of death, you need to think a lot deeper about it and whole, all those ripples, how it affects other people, whether it's people they know, people they don't know, anything like that. So, yeah. You're welcome, guys. We just made so much extra work for all of you. Like... <laughs> Because it's, it's true. I mean, for me, as I write murder mysteries, 
when I think of death, I, I plan out the death because it's a murder mystery. But if I wrote like any other genre and somebody else had to die for some reason, I don't know if I would think too deeply in on this unless it like really affected the plot in some way. And I do think that for the most part, death should affect the plot. I mean, at the very least, it needs to affect other characters. As Ari just said, um, it death has a ripple effect, especially depending on which character dies. Um, so on that lovely note, I think we've said all we can say. I think um, if you want to get rid of your characters, as we said, definitely decide on the type of ending that the character deserves. If it's a minor character, like give give the reader some sort of closure, but it doesn't need to be something so elaborate. But then on the other hand, you don't you want like a bigger character to have more closure than certain other characters. And don't forget about characters either. Like whether they die or they just fall off the face of the earth, don't forget about them. Keep it in your notes, even if you don't plan, even if you're not a you don't write outlines, make notes because characters are like herding sheep and it's very difficult to keep track of them all and i will say one quick final point it doesn't always have to be a death if you need to subtly get rid of a character you can have them move away start a new job go backpacking on the mountains somewhere head to school or they could just simply drift apart from another character there's so many other ways to do it doesn't always have to be death but eh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with killing off characters either. <laughs> but now we'll turn it over to you guys. What are some ways you've gotten rid of unwanted or unneeded characters in your books? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. And if you want to get some more of the podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps keep the show going, so we really appreciate the support. But in the meantime, you can tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Shiny Objects. We're easily distracted. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.